0: Tonight, I, before we're going to pray for healing, I want to stir you up, to stir up your hearts, because this is shift conference, and I believe God that there will be a shift in the mighty name of Jesus. Please get your writing materials ready and if where you are, your neighbor is uh, distracting you, please make sure you are seated where you can't be distracted at this time. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6 and we're going to read one verse. 1st Timothy chapter 6 verse 12. And then 2nd Timothy chapter 4 verses 7 and 8. Let's read together. One to go. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called. And has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Let somebody say fight. Only two people appear to be in church. Say fight. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Let's read together. 2 Timothy Chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Let's be together one to go. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Verse 8. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only. But unto all them that all that love is appearing. Glory be to God. Now I was sharing with you in the other session. That the letters to Timothy and Titus. Are called the pastoral epistles. And Timothy as we know from scriptures. Is a protege. Of Apostle Paul. A disciple of Apostle Paul. Now Timothy was sent by Apostle Paul. To be the bishop of the churches at Ephesus. Glory be to God. And as he was concluding his first epistle. And also in the second epistle. Apostle Paul admonished Timothy. And said to him, my message, my epistle to you and to the church will not be complete if I do not admonish you in this aspect of ministry. And which aspect was he talking about? He said, fight. Fight. So he told him in 1st Timothy 6.12, he said, fight the good fight of faith. So there is the good fight. And he called the fight the good fight of faith. And he says, as you fight this good fight, lay hold on eternal life. Now, in 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, he said to him, I have fought. In other words, the reason why I am telling you to fight is because I, I have fought the good fight. I want to say this to you, church, tonight. That there is a fight that you need to fight. And the Bible calls it, the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. In other words, for you to lay hold on the things that God has prepared for you, on the things that God has called you unto, it will take a fight. Let somebody say, Fight. Fight. And lay hold. That beautiful future. That glorious destiny. That heaven has ordained for you, church. It will take a fight. In this race, only fighters. Lay hold of what God has ordained for them. It will take you to fight in prayer. It will take you to fight with fasting. It will take you to fight with hard work. It will take you to fight with giving. It will take you to fight in faith for you to lay hold. Is there someone here tonight? You want to lay hold on that which God has prepared for you. You want to lay hold on that glorious destiny, that glorious marriage, that glorious future. I want to say to you church, it will take a fight. Fight. Listen to me. To create a new order, In your family. It will take a fight. To establish a new order. To change your history. The history of your family. To enter into a new level in life. It will require a fight. If the order must change. If the pattern in your lineage must change. If you must set a new bar. If you must open new doors. If you must do that. That has never been possible for anyone in your family church. It will take a fight. Fight! The good fight. Fight! The good fight and lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold. Understand this with me. The future is for fighters. The future is for fighters. And when you look at the life of Apostle Paul, one thing you will realize about Apostle Paul was that Apostle Paul was a fighter, he fought everything that came against him because he was so convinced of the calling of God for his life, he was so convinced of what God wanted him to do, and he was ready to fight for it for it. In fact, Apostle fought so much, Apostle Paul fought so much. That at the point he said, I fight with my body. Hallelujah. In First Corinthians 9, verses 26 and 27. At first Corinthians 9, verse 26 and 27. Let's read together. One, two, go. First Corinthians 9, verse 26 and 27 want to go. He said, idea for so run not as uncertainty, certainly so fight I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means, when I are preached to others, I myself should be a cast away. Paul said, even when it comes to my body, I fought it. Why so many glorious promises slip off many believers? is because they are not fighters. The title of the message this night is the fighting spirit. The fighting spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 38. I mean, verse 32. Look at what Apostle Paul said about fighting. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 32. He says, If after the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage it me if the dead rise not? Let us Eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Now, look at what Apostle Paul said. He said, I fought evil with beasts at Ephesus. He was determined to fight everything that came against his purpose. How determined are you? How determined are you? Paul said, I fought with beasts. Hallelujah. When they told him, don't go to Jerusalem, they are going to kill you there. In Acts chapter 20, look at what he said. He said in verse 22, He said, and now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying, that bonds and afflictions abide me. Verse 24, he said, but none of those things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Even at the point of being threatened with death, Paul said, that is not going to stop me. Why? I have a ministry. I have an assignment. There is something God has caught me to. I'm ready to fight to see it come to pass. Church, Destinies are not delivered on the platter of gold.
1: They
0: are delivered on the platter of fight. In Acts chapter 15, if you read from verse 1, the Bible talks of people who came, who started teaching heresies, and teaching the Gentiles. That except they are baptized, I mean, except they are circumcised and obey the law of Moses, they cannot make heaven. What does the Paul, what does Paul say? The Bible said, Paul said, we, we didn't have a small argument with them. We didn't have what? A small argument with them. In other words, he went full blast. He went all out to fight those people. Say with me, say fight. I want you to tap somebody in the shoulder and say fight. Now it seems that person is not a fighter. Look for a fighter. Tap that person in the shoulder and say fight. Hallelujah. Paul fought everything that came against him. Until in that second Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. Apostle Paul could finally say. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I'm praying for you. That in the nearest future. You will look at your life. And you won't be surprised where you are. You will say yes. I have fought a good fight. And I have seen everything. God promised me. Delivered into my hands. In the mighty name of Jesus. I
1: have fought. I have fought.
0: And I have kept the faith. Listen to me, church. When people are younger, they don't understand the importance of fighting. It is when people start getting older and they start seeing some things in their lives not going in the direction that they should go. That's where some people rise up. And sometimes they fight too late. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Now let me tell you, there are three reasons why you have to fight and please write this down how many reasons why you have to fight three reasons why must you be a fighter my prayer tonight is that the lord will release upon your life the fighting spirit to fight until you see your destiny become a reality in the mighty name of jesus I pray you won't be a victim of circumstances. You won't be a victim of life. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will see your destiny delivered unto your hands. In the name of Jesus, I thought that we hear a believing, Amen. Three reasons why you must fight: Number one, because your destiny is in your hands. Or let me put it this way, your life is in your hands. Now that doesn't sound religious. Because what we have been taught is that our lives are in the hands of God. In a way it's true, but your life is actually in your hands. Even when Jesus was with the disciples in the ship. Or in the boat. Where was Jesus? He was sleeping. When they ran into crisis. What did he do? He came out. Solved the crisis for them. And after that he went back to sleep. You are the captain of the boat of your destiny. And let me tell you. Wherever your destiny takes you to, you are the captain of it. And I'm going to show you from scriptures. In Genesis chapter 15, from verse 9 down to 11, God had told Abraham to bring sacrifice for him, via which they will enter into covenant. God was going to establish covenant with Abraham. And it is via this covenant that God will bring the Messiah and bring the war to himself. And Abraham has brought the animals for the covenant. Let's read from verse 9. Look at what happened. He had brought the animals, killed the animal, prepared the sacrifice. And he was waiting for God. While he was waiting for God to manifest, the Bible says, and he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a, a she-goat of three years old, and a, uh, and, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Verse 10. Read verse 10 with me. Verse 10. Everybody, want to go. And he took them unto him, all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another. But the birds divided it not. I'm not hearing you, church. Read verse 11 with me. Shout it and blow the roof. One to go. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. This was the sacrifice God asked him to bring. That would change his destiny. And he prepared it. And while he was waiting for God to show up. I hear in my spirit someone here tonight. You have been waiting for God to show up. I come to congratulate you your God. She is showing up now while he was waiting for God to show up. The Bible said, Boaz came and they wanted to eat the sacrifice that will change his destiny. Abraham didn't sit down there and say, well, God it's up to you. You are the almighty. You are the alpha and omega. Whatever you like, you do. Are you still here with me? What did you do? The man got up and began to drive them away. He began to fight them away. Many of We've been waiting for God to show up and then the birds have come to consume our sacrifice. And we sit down there and say, God is up to you. It is time to rise up and fight. Abraham said, I can't come this far. And some useless birds will come and eat the sacrifice. I've been waiting on God all these years. And now God is going to enter into a covenant with me. And some balls have come to hinder me. This is not going to happen. This is not going to be my portion. I'm looking for someone here today that is believing God for an intervention. That will say, no, no devil can distract me. No power of hell can stop me. I have come this far. The devil will not rob me of my blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus. I thought I would hear a believing, amen. I thought somebody would shout hallelujah. The devil will not rob me of my health. It will not rob me of my joy. It will not rob me of my marriage. It will not rob me of my marital life. It will not rob me of my destiny. Never. Abraham put his life in his hand. If he had allowed the boss to eat that sacrifice. We won't be singing Abraham's blessings. Around. Don't let the devil eat your sacrifice. Don't let the boss eat your sacrifice. Rise up in your spirit. Be angry. And say, Satan, you are a liar. Enough is enough. You can't take that. That belongs to me. No! Tell your people, fight. Say it again, say fight. There was a man in scriptures by the name Jephthah. Jephthah was the son of a harlot. And the Bible said the sons of the, the other sons of his father drove him away. And the Bible said he went to a land called the land of Tob. And you know, nobody knows where the land of Tob is up to today. And when he got there, he put his life in his hands. In the book of Judges, chapter 11, take time to read it. He put his life in his hands. And the Bible says he got that vain man to himself in the land of Tob. And he became their captain. They gave him no chance. But in spite of that situation, he still became a captain. I was preaching in Lokoja some years ago for the Redeemed Church. And then during counseling, one lady came to me and said, Pray me. I'm an abandoned child. Nobody is there for me. And she was crying. I said, Shut up. What are you crying for? My mother is the only one. Nobody is there to help me. I school. nobody is there. Life is difficult. My daddy and my mommy have separated. And my daddy is not caring for us. They have been abandoned. I said, shut up. Take and catch you clean your face. I said, you want to hear truth? Say said, your life is in your life. The last time I heard from her, because I spoke to her, I didn't pray for her, I spoke to her to a point, she stood up to take her destiny. The last time I heard from her, she had graduated, she had served, and she was working. Some of us will say, I don't know who I'm offended. I don't know why all this is happening for me. Shut up! They gave Jephthah no chance. Jephthah still became a king. And then Israel now ran into trouble. The Ammonites wanted to kill all of them. And they needed the captain to lead their army. The people who drove him away now came to him. And said, please come and lead us. We have been reading about your exploits. We've been watching you on CNN. What you have been doing. And he said, oh, but you guys drove me away the other time. <laughs> Sir, if Jephthah didn't make anything out of his life, they wouldn't have come to look for him. Make something out of your life. Tell your neighbors to fight. <laughs> We are not talking like fighters, say fight. And then Jephthah accepted and went back and delivered the children of Israel from the children of Ammon. And after the battle, the Bible says that some of the people came to him. Go with me to Judges chapter 12. Let's read from verse 1. Some people came to challenge him when they saw what God did. And the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together and went notward, and said unto Jephthah, We are for passes thou over to fight against the children of Ammon and did not call us to go with thee. We will burn thine house upon thee with fire. Read verse 2 with me, church. Everybody, one two, go and Jephthah said unto them, I and my People were at grace strife I'm only hearing three people reading let's read again and Jephthah said unto them I and my people were at grace tie with the children of Ammon and when I called you ye delivered me not out of their hands when he did what when I called you when he did what when I called you there are members who will stop coming to church Because when they called you in the middle of the night, you couldn't pick that call. There are people that will stop serving God because they call some people to help and nobody was there. Devter said, When I needed your help in the midst of crisis, nobody was there. When I'm a master of crisis, because as a little boy they drove me out, I became a captain in the midst of no chance. Read verse 3. Everybody, want to go. And when I saw that ye delivered me not. Now, it didn't cry. It is
1: didn't say, God, why not disapprove of me? Why?
0: Why? And I'm doing your work. I'm fighting your battle. Oh, God, why? Let's read again, one to go. And when I saw That ye delivered me not. Uh I put my life. In my hands. And passed over against. The children of Ammon. And the Lord. Delivered them into my hand. Wherefore then as ye come up. Unto me this day. Now when did God deliver them into his hand. When he put his life in his hand and went after the enemy, that was when God showed up. God won't show up until you take the first move. Is somebody still here? God is waiting for someone that will say, I am not satisfied with this situation. By the end of 2022, Lord, I want to buy my second property. I want to buy my third property. Lord, by the end of 2022, I want my business to have increased from one shop to ten shops. Until you put your life into your hands and take the first step, you will see God. So when people start singing, "Pass me not, O gentle Savior," he has passed. Since, since the verse have a way of saying it. They say, "Pass me not, O gentle Savior." It's not a song you are singing; and you'll be kneeling down as you are singing it. You are also going with the Savior. Chapter said, "When I saw." That you are not there for me. When I saw that nobody cared, when I saw that I was left alone, I knew this is a battle for my destiny. I put my life into my hands and I went after the ammonites. When God saw I took the step, then God backed it up. What step are you going to take this year for God to back up? What step? What step are you going to take this year? For God to back up. What step are you going to take this year? For God to back up. If there must be a shift, God is looking for people to take the first step. You see, I hate sickness. You know what? I grew up being sick. I can tell you, I don't think anybody here has been sick like I was sick. I don't think so. Growing up as a young boy, from the time I was like two years, I was told, I was afflicted with so many sickness that where we lived in Adoikiti, there was an hospital called Maria Assunta Hospital in Adoikiti in the 70s. My mother said, they gave me a permanent bed in a government hospital. Permanent bed. Because the doctor said, once they discharge me, my mom said to me, the doctors told her that because we know you will soon come back, so we reserve that bed. So when they discharge me, as I go home, they know within three, four, five days I will be back again. So the bed was named my bed. And I was sick like that till my university days. Always sick. So I know the first name, the middle name, the last name, even the alias of sickness. Are you still here with me? But a time came. I revolted. I said enough is enough. Before you say, oh God, give me this your will, heal me. You are a good God. Almighty God, but one year came, I said enough is enough. Whatever it will take, I'm putting my life into my hands. Is somebody ready to put his life? into his hand. Is there someone here tonight that what nobody has achieved in your family, you are making up your mind tonight and say I'm going to achieve it. No one in your family has been a British prime minister. You can determine to say I'm breaking that joke. No one in your family has been a vice chancellor or a president of a university abroad. You can decide to break it. And when you take the step, God will move. 1994, I said, whatever it takes, I must overcome sickness. Whatever it takes, and that was the year the backbone of sickness was broken. Glory be to God. Since then, I've been the strongest person in life. Amen. I go around the world preaching, standing for several hours. And I'm still strong. Amen. I met somebody when I was coming, you know, to coming into the UK. We were in trade together. We got talking. So, and we got talking. I said, look, I'm not a small boy. Amen. I said, I'm over 50. He said, it's not possible. Praise God. You know why? I broke the power of sickness. I was so sick in my university days that the devil convinced me that I won't live beyond 40. That you can't be this sick and be no man. And you know, sir, I believed it. <laughs> because I had to look at the way I was sick. I said, No, somebody can't be sick this way and live long. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. See, if there is any yoke you must break tonight, is the yoke of poverty. <laughs> See, listen to me. Poverty is a struggle, though. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. The kind of wealth... That has never flowed in your lineage. Must flow through you. Must begin through you. The ideas must come. The favors must come. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can somebody shout hallelujah. for Samuel 19 verses 14 and 15. For Samuel 19 verses 4 and 5 sorry. looking at the story of David. When Saul wanted to kill David, Jonathan went to make a case with David. I pray for you. God will raise people that will make a case for you. People that will speak on your behalf where it matters in the mighty name of Jesus. People like Jonathan that will speak on your behalf where it matters. When your matter comes up, people that will take it up, the Lord will raise them for you in the name of Jesus. Now let's read. And Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul's father.
1: Ah.
0: Someone will speak good of you. I was preaching for one of my childhood friends. He's a pastor in Fayetteville in the state of Arkansas. He's an accountant. He has his own accountancy firm in the U.S. God has blessed the family. So we're talking, we're talking. You know, we, we, we lost contact since we left secondary school, 1987. And since 1987, we've not seen so, we connected again, you know. And he said, oh, you are a pastor. Come and preach for me. when next to the U.S. So, I went to preach for him. And then we got talking. I met his family. And I said, I have a testimony. He said, you see my wife? Let me tell you how we met. Ah, somebody will speak good of you. He said when he was walking in Lagos, that he was sharing an apartment with a friend. And this friend had a girl in uh, one school in Abeokuta, Shele. you know, and that this girl will come to visit. And once she goes, she will cook for them, cook soup, cook and take care of the house. Ah, and she was thinking, this is a good wife material. So one day, now asked the girl, don't you have a friend like you? Me, I don't have somebody. If you have a friend like you, recommend. Ah, that one said, I have a friend. He said that was how she went to school and told her friend, eh, my boyfriend's friend. Said he wants somebody like me, so I've recommended you. And they are married today with wonderful children, doing very well in the state of the U.S. Now, what am I saying? Somebody spoke good of her, somebody spoke good, someone will speak good of you. Ah, when they are talking on issues that matter in life. Somebody will say, Ah, I know Pastor Jeffrey. Uh, I know him. I know him. You know, he, he can handle it. For all the young people here, people will speak good of you for marriage. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will marry good men, good women. Amen. 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 You will marry your friends. friends. Young people say, Amen. Say, Amen. Say, Amen. Say amen. 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 You marry your enemy. You marry your friend. Husband, wife, that will be like friends. People will be saying, Are you related? He say, We are related in Jesus' name. Because the way you look, both of you, you are just like friends. Amen. Amen. And Jonathan, how many minutes? Three minutes more? <laughs> Praise God. Please give me ten minutes. <laughs> and Jonathan spake good of David. At unto Saul his father and said unto him, Let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he has not sinned against thee, and because his works have been to thee what very good. Now, read verse 5 with me, everybody. Verse 5. I want all of us to read. Let's blow the roof. One, two, go. Verse 5. Verse 5. Quickly. Verse 5. Verse 5. Oh, Jesus. Dr. Sholabas that's five. One, two, go. For he did put his life in his hand and slew the Philistine. And the Lord wrought a great salvation for all Israel. Now let's stop that. How did David kill Goliath? It wasn't only ghost who told him. How did he kill Goliath? He put his life in his hand. And went after Goliath. That was when God. wrought salvation. How did he kill the lion? The only ghost didn't tell him. Are you here with me? The lion picked the sheep. And the lion ran away. And what did he say? I ran after the lion. Caught him by the beard and I smote him. Now, hear me. God doesn't move until men move. If you think that you just continue one day, miracle will just happen. It doesn't happen that way. Somebody must determine tonight whatever is not making marriages to work in my family must break over my life over my children. Whatever is making people poor in my family, thy power must be broken tonight in the name of Jesus. The height that no one has ever attained in my entire lineage. I am going beyond that tonight in the name of Jesus. The powers of impossibility that have been withstanding people. From advancing in destiny in my family. Concerning me today it is destroyed. He said when you do that then the Lord. The Lord. Then who? The Lord. So victory is a conscious effort. Is a conscious work. God is waiting for you to take the first move. God is waiting for you. To take the first move. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So number one reason. What is the number one reason why you must fight? Your life is in your hands. Number two reason why you must fight is because many destinies depend on your destiny. Do you know if you don't make it, there are some people that will never make it? There are people whose destinies are attached to your destiny. That it is your breaking forth that gives them hope. That enables them to break forth. For example, do you know that if you conquer poverty, your children have conquered poverty? Some of you young people here, you are here for postgraduate. It's because your parents have conquered poverty. Some of your mates that even have better degrees, after service here, you know what they are doing in Nigeria? They are looking for where to teach in a private nursery and primary school where they are being paid $25,000 a month. They have to start life from the beginning. So they now have to start conquering. But well, because your own parents have conquered, it makes it easy for you to conquer. Because they have raised the bar, they have set the pace. Now, in the book of Second Kings, chapter fourteen, verses five to nine, I want us to read a passage there. I want us to read a passage. And after that, we'll pray. We'll continue tomorrow. Second, uh, what is it? yeah? Let's read together. One to go. And it came to pass. No, 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 no. I didn't. You're you not. Judges, George, Judges, fourteen. Judges, fourteen. Verse five to nine. Say with me. Say there are destinies attached to my destiny. <laughs> say they are waiting for me. <laughs> so what it means is, if I fail now. There are some people who have failed. They just failed. Have you heard of Ezekiah in the Bible? When God told him what will happen to his descendants? The same Hezekiah that was sick unto death. And God told him, set your house in order. For you will die and not live. And he prayed and God changed the verdict. The same Hezekiah that the Assyrians came against. And he prayed. And the angel of the Lord went to the camp of the Assyrians and slew 180,000. By Isaiah 39, the same as the kayak. prophet Isaiah came to him and said, All these people you show, all these things, they will come back. They will take all these things. He didn't stop there. He said, They will take your sons. And they will be eunuch in the palace of the king of Babylon. What did he say? He said, Good is the word of the Lord. At least there will be peace during my time. If you read Daniel chapter 1, the Babylonians came three times to Babylon, to Jerusalem, to take them captives. In the first captivity, they took the princes. And in Daniel 1, the Bible says, the king Nebuchadnezzar commanded the king of the eunuchs to look for among the princes of Judah. That have the ability to stand before the king, that they may teach the wisdom and the knowledge of the Chaldeans so that they become wise men. And among them were of the princes of Judah Shadrach, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who were they? Princes of Judah. Now, let me ask you, sir have you ever heard of the wife of Samson, I mean, of Daniel? The children of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego? Why? They were eunuchs. Who made, Who them, made eunuchs? them eunuchs? No. Ezekiah, their grandfather. Because God told Ezekiah, this is what will happen to your children. Ezekiah said, I don't care. If Ezekiah prayed, the destiny of Daniel would have been changed. God gave him the opportunity to prevail in the place of prayer over an entire generation. he said, well my own time will be okay, no problem. Say I won't fail. Ah say I won't fail. Parents, you won't fail. You. Ah you see these our children, they don't have faith like us. Can't use faith like
1: us. You know why? Everything has been settled for
0: them. Now, Judges four 14. Let's read again. Verses 5 to 9. Let's look at Samson. We're going to do this and then we'll pray because of time. Then Samson went down and his father and his mother to Timnath and came to the vineyards of Timnath. And behold, a young lion roared against him. Now, the question is, Did us stop here for a while. How many people are on the way to Timnath? Three people. Samson, his wife, I mean his mother, and his father. But how come the lion roared against Samson? We are the parents of Samson. Now, note this. Whenever a lion roars against you, Is because you have what it takes to kill it. If the lion had roared against the parents of Samson, he would have killed them. But he roared against Samson because Samson had what it takes to kill the lion. So every trouble that you, you are facing now, it came because you have what it takes to end it. That's why it came to you and not to me. Are you getting me right now? Verse 6. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and he rent him as he would have rent a kid and he had nothing in his hand and he told not his father or his mother what he had done. Verse 7. Verse 7 quickly. And he went down and talked with the woman and she pleased Samson well. Verse 8. Verse 8. And after a time, say so with this say after a time. He returned to take her. And he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. Verse 9. And he took the in his hands and went on eating. And came to his father and mother. And he gave them and they did eat. But he told not them that he had taken... The honey out of the carcass of the lion. Now, listen to me. The lion came to Samson because Samson was the one anointed. And when the anointing came on him and he killed the lion, sir, don't see the lion. There is honey inside the lion. See the honey. Don't see the lion. Tap your neighbor. Say, see the honey. Don't see the lion. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: That lion roaring against you, there is honey inside it. There is honey inside it and the lion came against you because you are the one that is anointed to kill it. Now understand this with me. In every family there is always someone anointed to kill the lion for the members of the family. In this case it was Samson. There are some of you listening to me tonight. You are the lion killer of your family. And that's why the lion has been roaring against you. And you are wondering, God, what is my sin? What is my offense? Why is it that no one in my family is experiencing the roaring of the lion? Why am I the only one? Why am I the one being attacked? Why am I the one that the devil is following? Why am I the one that things are not working well for? Hear me, it's because you are the lion killer of that family. And listen to me. If David, if Samson had not killed the lion, the honey in the lion would have been inaccessible. And if the honey was inaccessible, there was no way the parents of Samson could have eaten honey. So their eating honey depended on Samson's killing of the lion. If something did not kill the lion, his parents will not eat the honey. There are people who are connected to your destiny. That until you kill the lion, they can never taste honey. So when you refuse to fight. When you refuse to fight, you debate. An entire generation of honey because when you look at the case of Samson, Samson was one generation, his parents were another generation. Do you know there are generations that the only way they will eat honey is if you kill the lion? And they are waiting, when will you kill the lion? All the prayers they are praying is that one day you will rise up and you will kill the lion. That lion that is not making women to have good marriage, they know you. You are the one that we kill that lion, that lion of poverty. They know you are the one that we eat that kill that lion, and they are praying. God, we want to eat the honey. We want to eat the honey. We are the lion killer in our family. We want to eat the honey, oh God! And they are praying for you. Do you know when some members of your family are praying for breakthrough? Is you they are praying for? I pray for you tonight.
1: For a baptism of the fighting spirit.
0: a Afrika motose, Jika brana te kopa, brante kupete likopata, rikoche le kipra dakapa. Where have you
1: been running away before? You will not run away.
0: Hey where you have been giving up before, you will not give up. A. The grace to fight. To prevail. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Eh. Damara te kupa zita. Lemfre kotushta. Linamande ekote. Bri kotushtu. Zandiko brike te kupata Lende kupra de kubre de kete. librene, ne. Ye to libri kupate. Let that anointing come upon you right now. Let that anointing come upon you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Receive that fresh oil. 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 You will never give up. 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 In the name of
1: Jesus. The lion of sickness and disease. That is roaring against you. Sickness and disease. That is roaring against you. Arrows of
0: sickness and disease fire into your body. The monkey, Fenu, Copia, Dobrenia, Shatala, the best, reproach that Kataya. Tonight. I command the arrows to backfire. In the name of Jesus. Whatever sickness and disease have been planted into your body tonight, I uproot them. 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 I i approve that i approve that i approve that i approve that in the name
1: of jesus Karaba kuto shi ba. Karaba kuto shi ba. Jesus,
0: Jesus, 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 Jesus. Red kuto Rekoto shikapa. Rekoto shikapa. potopa. I command sickness and diseases be uprooted. I release healing into your body let the healing anointed of god let it flow into your bodies right now let it flow into your bodies right now let it flow into your bodies right now now. receive healing now receive healing now in the name of jesus
1: Is flowing right now. People are getting
0: healed all over here. Check your bodies. Whatever you couldn't do before, do it right now. Do it right now. Yeah, people are getting healed. People are getting healed. It's happening. It's happening. Whatever you couldn't do with any part of your body, check it. Someone, there is a growth that just disappeared. I don't have to touch you. I don't have to lay hands on you. A growth just left a part of your body right now. Right now. Right now. There is a pain in your lower back that just been that have just been healed right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Right now. Receive healing. Receive, healing, receive that 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 healing in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. I sense a creative anointing flowing and flowing. Into your body right now. A creative power of God. Receive it now. 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 In the name of Jesus.
1: Check your bodies. Check.
0: Check. There are three people that are healed right now. And I'm praying to God that more people will be healed. Three people have already been healed. Please check, check, check. Where are those three individuals? You receive a healing right now in your body. You've checked it. Raise up your right hand. Raise up your right hand. If you receive a healing, raise up your right hand. The power of God is moving all over this place. Check your bodies. Check your bodies. Where are those three individuals? Check your bodies. Check your bodies. Whatever you cannot do before, do it. You look for your healing. You don't look for the sickness. Look for your healing. Don't look for the sickness. Where are those individuals? Lift up your right hand. You have received a healing. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. It is important. Check your bodies. Whatever you cannot do before, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. now. Do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. If you cannot bend, bend, if you cannot move any part of your body, move it right now. The anointing is still moving, the anointing is still moving, the anointing is still moving, the anointing is still moving. the anointing is still moving. Is still moving. Yes, 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 yes. We are those individuals. you receive a touch of healing, wave your hands to God, you receive a touch of healing. Wave your hands to God. It is done. It is permanent. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you tonight. We bless you for what you have done. We thank you for your healing and anointing power. Thank you for the pouring of the fighting spirit. Thank you because no life will remain the same. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We thank you because you are a good God. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. Thank you, Father.
1: Your name be praised forever. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Let's be seated in God's presence. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you have been blessed tonight? You've been blessed tonight? Amen.
0: Now, there were three people that got healed tonight. Now, let me tell you something about healing. Is that when a healing administration is happening, you look for your healing. You don't look for the sickness. You look for your healing by doing what you cannot do. Not by waiting. And say, well, let me see what happens first. And you so here with me. Amen. You look for your healing. And that is how healing manifests in meetings. You start believing God and you start taking the step of faith. Because the anointing
1: to heal
0: is already in the atmosphere. Hallelujah.